How's it going, guys? And welcome back to She Talk Sports. And believe it or not, the final episode of 2019, which is kind of crazy. We're already at the end of the year. So as you can probably tell by the change of background, we're at the final episode in my closet or in my room at UMass, which is kind of my closet. But right now, everything's all kind of packed up. So it looks a little bit different. It's it's really sad and kind of crazy. But yeah, the, the year was definitely life changing for sure. And um, within a few weeks, I'll be out in the Springs of Colorado. So that's uh, another big life change. But yeah, it's it was quite a year for sure, and I just want to say thank you for making 2019 as amazing as you guys did. You know, having this podcast in the back half of the year has just been, it's just been another, you know, source of happiness for me. It's been so great. The sport's been amazing, and so much has happened so fast in these past few months of the year that kind of made me forget how, how long the rest of the year felt, but yeah, I thought that there'd be no better way to end 2019 and end the decade, believe it or not, um, by going through my favorite sport moments from the year. So, you know, when I was trying to think of them, made me realize how long the year actually was because there was so much that happened in this year in sport that I just couldn't even remember um, anything that really didn't happen within the past few months. But yeah, it was, like I said, a year of first, you know, for teams like the St. Louis Blues. They uh, won their first Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, uh, in Game 7 against the Bruins at the TD Garden, so that one really, really just hurt pretty bad. But, you know, it took them 52 years, and they finally have their, their first title. So it was absolutely amazing. You know, in, in January, this team was ranked last out of all 31 teams in the league and still managed to come and win the Stanley Cup. It was absolutely insane watching this team grind for the rest of the season. And the only way to describe it was it was a truly, truly magical season for the Blues. You know, they... Claimed that they couldn't have done it without their fans, which the fan base has been so strong throughout all those 52 years of a drought. But particularly, they said fans like Layla Anderson, who's an, a young girl who was unfortunately um, battling a rare immune disease. And she is a diehard blues fan. So, you know, her battle just inspired the team and kind of lit that spark onto them. And she even was invited to game three of the Western Conference and got to pump up the crowd at the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, the Blues just took that extra step and she got to hold the cup on the ice when they won. And again, at the championship rally and when they had their championship rings done, they even inscribed her name, which is really adorable. And then they hand delivered her her own ring to her door. It was it was just such a heartwarming moment. The video was it's just, you know, you fall in love with this girl with her story and it was an absolutely amazing moment. So, you know, the story just my respect for the team skyrocketed completely and just having this heartwarming moment just I guess it made the the loss for the Bruins a little bit easier to swallow, but yeah, crazy insane underdog year for sure and uh, another one winning their first title, going a little bit north the Toronto Raptors. They uh, beat the Golden State Warriors in Game 6, uh, you know, dethroning the league's reigning dynasty and capturing their first title. It was a crazy season for them as well. You know, for years, they have struggled to keep star players and uh, struggled to attract free agents. And uh, they were just too different from other teams like uh, the Golden State, or the Miami and stuff. And um, unfortunately, just really, really struggled in the past. But, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, they, they really changed it around. You know, he unlike most players, is on the quieter side, which has kind of made him a meme on Twitter for sure. But yeah, he still managed to put together one of the greatest playoff runs in history. And um, they 
you know, Kawhi was a huge, huge uh, asset to the team this past season. But, you know, they couldn't have done it without players like Kyle Lowry or uh, Pascal Siakam, who both scored 26 points in in game six. So obviously Kawhi was a huge factor this season. But, you know, they did have these other players that were helping to carry the team as well. Um, But, you know, the odds were just really stacked against the Raptors this year. You know, they had a rookie coach. um, They had... Unfortunately, a superstar player that only lasted a season. Uh, the odds are just horribly, horribly stacked against them, but they somehow did whatever they could in their power. And believe it or not, the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. It sounds crazy to say, but you know, it's it was a year of magic, and that's for sure. Because on top of the Raptors and the St. Louis Blues, the Nationals won their first World Series. So it really, it was just back-to-back-to-back, just underdog teams winning their first title in 2019. So I think that's why it made this year so so crazy as a sports fan. It was just like all these things that shouldn't be happening just started happening in sport, and it was it was amazing. So, yeah, they, uh, the Nationals had won the National League's wildcard game against the Brewers, and everyone kind of just expected they'd just have like, a swift exit after that. But... You know, people didn't really expect them to, to dispatch the 106-win Dodgers, which, of course, they did, uh, in the National League Division Series with Kendrick's Game 5 changing Grand Slam. Absolutely amazing moment. But yeah, they ended up winning that and then went on to silence Cardinals in the Championship Series sweep and then ended up winning Game 7 of the World Series against the Astros at Minute Maid Park. So it's crazy to believe, but that is exactly what happened. And uh, it's just... Another story that will definitely just go down in history. You, know, you never expect this to happen, but somehow the Nationals just found the stamina to keep fighting and uh, claim their franchise's first title. So it was it was a crazy season, but they they managed to come from behind and definitely were the underdog of the series against Astros. You know, everyone kind of was rooting for Houston and uh, in that series, but you know, truly what they did was unimaginable and uh, they turned up knowing they had to fight and they said it time and time again, you know, we know we have to fight, we know we have to grind and that's exactly what they did and captured their first World Series. So it was crazy that this, all of this had all happened um, in the span of 2019. I didn't even, I was trying to think about like who had won uh, the big tournament, like the the big games for the series and stuff and it was coming down to, I was like, wow, it was just so many years at first for teams. So it really was really exciting and Obviously, congratulations to all of those teams. It was definitely fun to watch for sure and love to see how, how they can do in these following seasons. But obviously, in sport, we have our underdogs. So we have our St. Louis Blues. We have our Toronto Raptors. We have our Nationals. But we also have those teams and those athletes that just keep winning, that just keep dominating, that somehow can't seem to be dethroned. You know, we had the, wow, it's crazy to believe it was just this summer, but we had the U.S. Women's National Team winning back-to-back World Cups. You know, this summer was was crazy for that team, fighting a lot of issues on and off the pitch. But it was a record-breaking one for the Women's World Cup in general, but for the team as well. And, you know, this summer was their fourth World Cup win, so it was really exciting to watch them. But, you know, Megan Rapinoe was out there absolutely crushing it, winning both the Golden Boot, which goes to the tournament's MVP, and then Golden Ball, which goes to the leading scorer, which she obviously finished with um, six goals. So she won both of those awards, which was huge. She just was a powerhouse for the team and definitely the face of the U.S. women's national team. So still dominating. going to be interesting seeing them going into the Olympics, see how they do, especially now that Jill Ellis is no longer the coach. So definitely an exciting year for them. 
You know, we also have, of course, the dominant Pats. The The Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl. Um, and it feels like just yesterday that was happening because at, here at school, uh, Super Bowls are crazy. Any sporting events are crazy, but Super Bowls in particular um, are absolutely crazy. And uh, one of my friends, Nindu, he's a diehard Pats fan. So that was a lot of fun to to be celebrating here at school with him and uh, all of our friends here at Pats fans because obviously we're in mass. So, but yeah. Six Super Bowl title in the Brady Belichick era. You know, it was a 13 to three win against the Rams, which was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. Um, you know, if you're not a big football fan, kind of boring to watch. I also didn't do very well on props that day, so a little bit tough, a tough day for me, but uh, a lot of fun. And obviously, the Pats are so dominant. Brady's looking a little old this year. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, season's been been a little bit tough so far, but you know, everyone wants to see the Patriots lose, so it's whatever. But Obviously, won this year. It was great. Um, but now on to another dominant force in sport. Simone Biles, of course. Absolute powerhouse in gymnastics. Arguably the best gymnast of all time. Uh, she dominated Worlds, winning her fifth all-around title. And this win added to her now 22 world medals, which is crazy. She uh, ended up placing first in vault, floor, and balance beam. Um, as well as leading uh, the Team USA to their fifth consecutive world title. So, again, completely leading the team, but Simone's just an absolute step above the rest of the competition. No one's coming close to her. The difficulty of her tricks is, is out of this world. No one, like I said, no one's coming close. She could fall on some of these tricks, but the difficulty level is just so high that, that no one's coming close. And uh, she now has, believe it or not, four one, two, three, four, signature uh, gymnastic moves named after her, uh, including the Biles and the Biles 2. How uh, original of names, but uh, those were both added during her 2019 performances. So, yeah, she's going to be really, really exciting for everyone to watch in, in Tokyo this year and absolutely going to be, you know, gymnastics is already uh, one of the most popular sports to watch in the Summer Olympics. But, you know, with a big name such as Simone, she's huge worldwide she's going to be the one that everyone's going to want to watch and everyone's going to tune in for gymnastics to see her so it's going to be really exciting she's such a great personality as well so I'm super excited to see Simone uh hopefully dominate again this summer so yeah that was my uh dominating section so you know obviously U.S. women's national team continue to to dominate so it's going to be interesting to see teams like them in the past and even Simone to see if they can continue their legacies or if if their time is up, and unfortunately looking like that right now for the Brady Belichick era, I feel like, like I said, Tom's looking a little bit old out there, and I know no one in New England wants to admit it, but just stating the facts. So, yeah, going to be really interesting to to follow these these dominating forces in the sport as as the year continues on. But I also had a uh, section I wanted to talk about too. These are more kind of like feel good stories, you know, ones that really like that got to you and were more a little bit emotional. Um, these were some honorable mentions for sure. So, you know, 2019 was a year of redemption for uh, Tiger Woods. You know, he obviously has had a, a tough past with some very controversial and uh, some drama in the past and some issues going on. But 2019 redeemed himself, had a stunning victory at the Masters. So that was that was great to see, you know, he, at the end, of course, his final putt, he went and hugged his family and, you know, that was a great moment for him. So it'd be interesting to see how he does, um, in the, the months to come, but yeah, that was a great moment to see him come back and win that. Another one, uh, we had some players ending their seasons and, and 
their legacies. You know, Dwayne Wade was a big one, a big story. And um, that was really, really emotional for a lot of people. I mean, he's had such a long career. And um, when I saw that Budweiser commercial, man, this Bud's for three. Oh, my God. Every, I actually rewatched it when I was doing research because I thought that how I would re-react would be a little bit different than the first few times I watched it. Nope. Cried again. Every single time I watched that, I will cry. I I hate to admit it, but Budweiser absolutely nailed it on that ad. It was so... Ugh, I just recommend you guys watching it if you haven't watched it. Just make sure like you don't have anything to do afterwards because you're going to cry. That just really... like. I told myself today when I watched it, I wasn't going to cry, but like when we got to, you'll know the part when you get to, you just, it's just so emotional. And, you know, the whole meaning behind it is that he's bigger than basketball. And, you know, for so many athletes, we look at them and all we see is them being the athlete or all we see is their team and stuff, but there's so much more behind it. And there's so much more behind some of these players like Dwayne Wade or LeBron, who's doing so much off the court, um, for the community and for, for people and stuff. And, we kind of forget about that because we just kind of they're just athletes to us and they're just players, but they they truly are people, too. And so many athletes out there are just doing so much to to help people with what they can. And they've just been so, so great. And Dwayne Wade was that advertisement was just the tribute video was absolutely amazing. And even if you're not a big Dwayne Wade fan, just when you watch that, you just realize that he truly is bigger than basketball. And and it was very emotional. So like I said, if you have a chance, I definitely recommend that you watch it. But like I said, make sure no one else is around unless you're trying to cry with someone. But yeah, absolutely amazing. And unfortunately, uh, we did have a loss in, in baseball this year. We unfortunately lost Tyler Skaggs in the middle of the season, unfortunately passed away. Um, he was a pitcher for the Angels, but uh, the game after uh, the team unfortunately lost and they ended up throwing a no-hitter. Um, it was really, really emotional, as you can probably imagine. He was only 27 years old, and um, it was really, really difficult to to relive that, even though obviously not an Angels fan, but you know, just losing any player. He was so young, you know, he leaves behind a family and stuff. It's just, your heart hurts so bad. And, you know, it's, it, it was absolutely awful, awful to hear this news. And, um, like I said, he was so young. So yeah, it's definitely heartbreaking for the team and, you know, for the fans who this is their team and stuff. I can't even imagine, you know, what it would be like. It's, it's, it's absolutely horrible, but you know, the team really, just stepped it up in that game after the loss. They, like I said, threw a no hitter, which was absolutely amazing. And it could just, you could just see the emotion and how much it meant to the team. And, um, it was just meant so much to the, to the baseball community. So that was a really emotional, um, emotional game for them, as you can probably imagine. So yeah, heart goes out to them, of course, always. And that was just, just a great moment for the team and, uh, for the community. So, um, moving on to a little bit of a happier feel good story. Um, Coco Goff had a amazing run in Wimbledon. She was only 16 years old and she ended up beating Venus, uh, Venus Williams. And it was just, she put herself on the map for sure. You know, she's so young, but she was definitely, like I said, put herself on the map and now people are going to be watching her. Obviously when there's someone so young competing and beating some of these big names in the sport, it everyone kind of has to look that direction for a little bit. So it's definitely really exciting for for tennis and the future of tennis. It it'll be fun to watch her develop in her career, and 
Um, who knows? Maybe she'll be the next Serena. But it was, you know, she was such a fun person to watch, you know, really just inspiring a lot of young girls, particularly because um, obviously tennis isn't one of the big sports that um, people really talk about. So it's it's really great to have a role model for young girls in the sport. And she's such a bright personality and she's so lovely. So that was really great to see. And um, like I said, she's she's great at what she does. So it'll be Really exciting to see how she does and how she develops within the next few years with some more some more professional experience. So another great story, but it was also kind of a weird a weird year for uh, for for sports. You know, uh, the Kentucky Derby was a little bit odd this year. Um, you know, the clear winner was Maximum Security, um, but. They were found upon review to have pulled an illegal move by cutting into um, the path of another horse. So they were disqualified on site, which is the first time it's ever happened in Kentucky Derby history. Um, so obviously going to go down uh, for how crazy that was. So they ended up being disqualified. So the win went to the second horse, which was Country Horse. Great name. Um, so yeah, they Country Horse was declared the winner. Um, which makes them the second biggest underdog to ever win the Kentucky Derby. You know, the odds were 65 to one that Country Horse would win. Uh, it was it was crazy odds, but you know, because the odds were so high, it made those who bet on the horse extremely richer, particularly $9 million richer. It was that crazy of odds. So yeah, that was kind of weird for sure. Um, and definitely something that, like I said, no one has ever seen this before. This has never happened before, so it's definitely kind of weird. And, um, it just in general, it was, like I said, the only way I can describe it is it was just weird. <laughs> it just didn't seem right. You know, the horse that crossed the finish line first didn't end up winning. So it's, it was, just, it was odd for sure. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, the Kentucky Derby this year. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but, uh, again, another first, uh, in sport this year, but my favorite, sport moment this year obviously got to be a little bit biased um you really didn't expect me to go through this without naming liverpool winning the champions league i mean of course champions of europe of course i have to mention them but this was in uh, even for um someone who wasn't a liverpool fan and even not a soccer fan this was another comeback story everyone loves comeback stories in sport just because you know it's just a miracle it's a uh, the unthinkable is done and it's amazing what these teams can do, but Liverpool in particular, this story, uh, obviously really close to home. I don't have my Liverpool scarf up behind me anymore because I had to take that down and pack it. But yeah, they uh, two, zero, uh, 2 nil defeat over Tottenham Hotspurs in the Champions League final brought Liverpool the champions uh, of Europe for the first time since 2005. So anyone out there who's hating on Liverpool for not winning silverware, there you go. Since 2005, we won it, hopefully on track to win. Uh, Premier League title uh, this season. It's looking pretty good right now, but don't want to jinx it because every time I do that, something happens. So I'm three years uh, down in bets, but we'll see. Hopefully this year will be a bit better. Um, but yeah, this was a thrilling and extremely impressive run um, of matches that kind of led to the final. You know, even for me as a fan, I'm pretty... I'm a pretty skeptical fan, you know. I'm not one of those oblivious, oh, Liverpool, the best team in the world, blah, blah, blah. except now, Liverpool, best team in the world. But at that time, you know, I even just in general, I'm pretty skeptical about the team, and I'm pretty realistic for the most part about um, what I think the team uh, can achieve and how they can perform and whatnot. But this was a tough run of matches. We had a tough draw. Um, 
in the Champions League, and we were in the uh, se- semifinals, drawn to play Barcelona. Uh, obviously, another big name, and uh, and obviously because they're in the Champions League. But yeah, they um, in the first leg of the semifinals tournament, so it's played in two legs. Uh, unfortunately, went down to lose three nil. So that was a three goal deficit uh, to Barcelona. So that was really, really tough. You know, I thought like this is it, we're done. This is all our chance. This is the only chance we had, and we're done. Um, obviously, we'd have to overcome a three goal deficit, which is almost impossible. However, nothing's ever impossible, apparently, especially for this team. They love to surprise me. Uh, good surprises and bad surprises, but um, yeah. The Liverpool team, something, there was just some fire was underneath them. And when they played the second leg of the semifinals, they overcame this three-goal deficit. You know, they opened the scoring in the seventh minute. It was a tap-in from Divock Origi, who got the start of the match, which was really great to see. He really comes in clutch in some of these big matches. You know, I swear, I swear we got to start this man whenever we have big matches. Even coming off the bench, Divock Origi somehow always finds the back of the net. It's truly amazing. Love that man. Um, but yeah, got the match going. He scored in the seventh minute. Um, but, you know, after... It wasn't until after uh, the break or the halftime that we really kind of just kicked it into gear. Um, Wijnaldum came on off the bench as a substitute, scored twice in a span of 122 seconds. It was crazy. I literally did not believe what I was watching. So at that point, uh, Wijnaldum came on second half, scored two goals. So we're up 3-0. So the deficit was there. Um, It was tied out. Um, But the match was capped off with a goal by none other than Big man match. Divock Origi came in clutch, scored the game winner. Or not really the game winner because obviously we were winning, but uh, he broke the the tie on aggregate. So ended up winning the match 4-0, four unanswered goals. It was, I, I'm telling you, I did not believe what I was seeing. I didn't even want to watch the match because I was like, I don't even want to see us get kicked out of the tournament because it's just going to hurt too much. And I'm just, I'm just going to be sad. So I just want to be sad on my own. But it was... It was absolutely crazy. This is not at all the kind of performance I was expecting from this team. They really did surprise me. I didn't know. I really didn't think we had it in us to to have this kind of stamina, to have this resilience to to fight back and fight a team like Barcelona, but we just absolutely broke them. And obviously with two goals each from, from Wijnaldum and Origi, we obviously stepped up, but it was, it was crazy. As the only way I can describe it, it was honestly like, it obviously ended in four unanswered goals, and this team has had so many notable comebacks in the years. You know, obviously, um, Istanbul, everyone goes to that, that won the title in uh, 2005, which was uh, the last time we won the Champions League. And I just think this one for me, like, obviously, I'm going to remember this one more because I was older, but it was unforgettable. And I think it's arguably one of our greatest comebacks. You know, it was, it's so hard in these matches where you have that um, goal deficit and uh, you have to come back on aggregate. It, I just truly did not think this was going to happen, especially 3-0 three, three on aggregate going into the second leg. It was crazy, you know, a one-goal deficit, a two-goal deficit. Even two goals is hard to reach, but a three-goal deficit, it was it was crazy and truly magical. And, of course, the team went on to to beat the Spurs in the Champions League final, and it was it was just a magical moment as a fan. I obviously haven't seen Liverpool win any silverware, so this is this is a huge moment for me and for the club. And it, I just think it just went to show how amazing, how far the the club has come, and how 
how crucial Klopp has been to the team and the development recently in these past seasons. And, you know, he really is making a difference and the team is really up there as one of the best teams in the world right now. And uh, with this Premier League run right now, I, I really do think that this is the best team in the world. And obviously, again, very biased, but I just think, no, after that, you know, no one can argue that this team is up there. They're playing top quality football. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm so proud of this team. But, you know, undeniably after that comeback, you have to admit Liverpool, like it's someone's got to talk about this team now. So uh, it was it was truly an amazing comeback. And, um, you know, obviously 2019 was filled with some amazing amazing sporting moments from first time champions like the blues the raptors and the nationals to you know the continued dominance of the the u.s women's national team the pats simone biles um and definitely some weird ones like the kentucky derby it was yeah they all of this entire year it's gonna go down in sporting history it was it was amazing and definitely a year to remember and i i can't wait to see what 2020 and particularly the summer olympics bring um and as well as the end of the Premier League season, because I'm really rooting for this team, because I'm telling you, like, I, I'm doing great in fantasy right now. I've had a tough couple of weeks in, in fantasy right now, but um, still doing okay. Uh, Salah really stepped up for me the other day. But yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting end to the Premier League, especially with Leicester City doing so incredible right now. It's it's another kind of like crazy season for, for the league. It just makes it just goes to show how how competitive and how exciting the Premier League is. So yeah, really excited to see what 2020 brings for that. And like I said, the Summer Olympics is gonna be great to see if Simone can obviously you know keep up her dominance and see some of these athletes uh like Caleb Dressel see how he'll do for the US. But yeah, it was it was huge and you know as always thank you for for the support this year. Like I said, 2019 has been really crazy there's so much happening but uh thank you again for all the support this year you guys have made this especially this end of the year so so amazing and um absolutely just incredible and so much fun for me and I hope you guys have enjoyed it so far you know I I feel like I'm learning so much and figuring out so much about myself and um and for the show I'm really really excited to see what will will happen with 2020 so you know make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at she talks sports podcast uh, check it out on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I love that. I actually just went on Apple Podcasts recently to see how the show was doing. And people had voted five stars on it. Love that. That made me so happy. It was it was so cute. I really, really appreciate just the small gesture. Um, and yeah, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. So not only can you hear me and my lovely voice, you can also see me um, when this is going on. So yeah, thank you guys again so much for, for making 2019 as exceptional as you guys have. And I'm very, very excited to see what the Springs and what Tokyo will bring for me. And um, it'll be really exciting. And I can't wait to keep you guys updated on what's going on in my life and what's going on in sports. So I have so many great ideas and everyone keeps sending in so many ideas that they have for the show and for future episodes. And it makes me so excited to have everyone else be excited about the show. So yeah, thank you again. Um, Until next time, I hope you guys have a great holiday because I think this is coming out uh, the Sunday before the holidays. So Everyone enjoy that. Enjoy being with some family and some friends. It's uh, a great time to to be around everyone. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be around for too long before I have to ship out uh, to Colorado. But yeah, have a great holiday. I will see you all in 2020 and no longer in my closet, which is so sad. So I I don't know what the setup's going to look like yet, but you know, you'll see soon enough. So yeah, I thank you guys again for everything. And I will see you guys way sooner than you think. Two weeks. I'll see you guys soon. All right. Peace.